Hello there, friends. Today I wanted to talk to you about courage. Now this is about your courage. The courage that is actually inside of you. Buried somewhere deep inside of you. And why you really need to locate it, start building it up, and put it to use. Whatever you've been through in this life, I know you wish you hadn't. Me too. But they're also opportunities. They're opportunities for us to dig down and find that courage because we're all going to need it. The older we get, the more we go through, we are all going to need courage. Because one of the things, the main things that hold us back from being, doing, having, going after, trying is fear. Fear is what keeps us from stepping out and becoming all we were meant to be. Fear is what keeps us from making a difference, from showing others what, what is possible so that they can find hope. And how do we combat fear? With courage. Unfortunately, too many people aren't combating fear at all. They're actually just taking it, taking it lying down, literally, allowing fear to run their lives or at least parts of their lives. We were not meant to live in fear. We're supposed to live with courage. But it seems that at least the more my life has gone on and the more I look around me, it seems like people are becoming more scared. And, and there is a lot to be afraid of, I get that. But, but you really have two choices. You either let fear take you down, keep you from, or you decide to stand up and build courage. And it will take work, of course. We will never live a life completely without fear. I don't know that it's possible for any human being to get there, wouldn't it be nice? But I don't think it's going to happen. But you can definitely overcome it, which means that you take control of it, you manage it. And you can diminish fear, big time. I've done that in my own life and I've watched other people doing it too. And how we do that is we build courage. And that's really what my nine actions are all about. All of those actions take courage. And courage is what is created and built. One of the things that's created and built through using these nine actions. So it's going to take time and work, but we, we what really think about, I want you to think about whatever situation you're in right now and or where you'd like to be. Maybe life hasn't whacked you upside the head like it has me and a lot of other people, not to a large degree, but you're just not where you wanted to be in life. You're just, you're held back. You're not going for it. You're not stepping out. You're not taking chances. So whatever it is, that's fear, right? That's holding you back. So use my nine actions for sure. Go to ValerieSilvera.com and get, join my Still Standing Tribe because that's a group of people who are really working on courage. That's really one of the best things you could do for yourself. Um, also, I've got a new book coming out called Still Standing, and it's going to be how I overcame a lot of different things. It's going to be used, it's, it's the nine actions, but it's going to present them in a, in a much different way that I think will be really helpful to you, whatever you're going through. So stay tuned to that. Make sure you're on my mailing list and, um, not mailing list. What year is this? My email list. <laughs> and I will be sure to let you know also about how you can get a signed copy. So you definitely want to be on my email list. But back to what I was saying about building courage, one of the things you can do too is to get around courageous people or hear courageous stories. Watch them on television, which reminds me, 
just last night I watched a Dateline episode and it was about a woman and her son who had gone to the Philippines to uh, visit family and they were having some kind of a family gathering on a beach when they were abducted. I mean, it was almost unbelievable. They were abducted by terrorists and they were taken and they were put into a cage and a few days later, the husband got the call and the FBI and everybody was involved and they're all waiting for all of this and trying to help him manage it. But he got the call and they wanted $10 million. And this guy was a maintenance man of some sort. I don't recall exactly what his wife did, but they were not people of means. And so they were asking for $10 million, which was impossible. I mean, this poor guy was terrible. And I think he, he sent them $5,000 initially. That's all he could do. And then he maxed out credit cards and they kept asking for more. And then they reduced it to 1 million. And anyway, this is going on for not just weeks, but months. And eventually they let the wife go. And there was also her son who was 14. There was a cousin there as well, the two of them. And eventually he was the only one there. They had let the other two go. And so there he was on his own. I mean, like it wouldn't be bad enough to be in a cage. They were told when they were in captivity that if you tried to escape, the entire hill is full of landmines. But one day the three of them did just that, they, they escaped. They were willing to do that. Now think about how much courage that took, how terrified they must have been. But they said it, it's worth it. It's worth it to, to potentially get blown up by a landmine, but to get to freedom. That's how badly they wanted freedom. Unfortunately, they were captured and brought back and, and then they were taken to this house and this house was out in some field some kind of um all sorts of greenery around i don't know where it was but by the way they're on an island that's fairly remote they weren't near manila or any any of the big populated areas in the philippines and they were heavily armed and they were guarded all the time this boy is 14 years old before his mother left and both of them thought by the way when they released the mother that she was going to be executed because these this group was known for beheading people publicly so it was, you know, imagine the terror, how terrified they were every moment of every day. And this is going on for months. When the mother left, she whispered to her son that you need to get home to your father. And that ignited something inside of him. And he said, I knew that at some point I was going to run for it if I had any opportunity. And they would allow him to go out and wash his clothes. And he was out washing his clothes one day and he, and they could hang on a line or something. And all of a sudden he looked you know, down the road and around, he didn't see or hear anybody. He thought, here's my moment. And he took off running. And as he's running, he's hearing this whistle and it's that whistle of, of alerting, alerting the others that, that he had escaped. And he just kept running and he's running through a jungle, mind you, okay? At this point, he's in a jungle. He's not running across a field. He is in a jungle. There's no path. He doesn't know where he's going. He has no idea what's up ahead. He doesn't know if there's landmines. He doesn't know anything except for one thing. He had to find the courage to make his way to freedom. And I want you to stick with this story because not only is the story very inspiring, but I'm going to wrap it around to you. So he is running through these thickets and they are just tearing him up. It's all of these sharp razor-like thorns and he's, he's running across sticks and stones and his, by this time his feet are bloody and he just keeps running. He runs an entire day. And again, he doesn't even know where in the heck he's going. When nightfall comes, he decides, I'm going to go into a place they would least likely 
expect me to be. And so he goes into this marsh area and it was a mosquito infested marsh area, but he had to get a little sleep and he needed to feel safe. Next day he ran again and he came to a road and suddenly on this road came a local with a gun. And he asked him in English if he was okay and if he had been captured. Now remember, they're on a small island that probably, not probably, I'm sure every single person on this island knew that this terrorist group had a big um, encampment there and they had a big presence there. So for all he knew, number one, it could have been a terrorist. Number two, it could have been a terrorist sympathizer or somebody fearful of them. He had no idea who this guy was. But he had to, he said, I just, I had to take a chance and trust him because he needed to get home to his father. He needed to get to freedom. And so it turned out the guy spoke English and he, he took him to the mayor of some town who eventually got him to Manila and he was reunited with his mother, neither one of them knowing if the other one was dead. And it made it talk about a story. An inspiring story. This is a 14-year-old kid who's been terrified for months. Probably doesn't know if his mother's dead or not or if he'll ever see his father again. Imagine the amount of courage that took. So two points I want to make to you. One is to hear these stories. Look for these types of stories to inspire you. I have nothing to do with, with Philippines or terrorism and that story inspired me too many of us think that we have to find stories of people who have gotten out of exactly our situation but that's not the case all stories inspire us because at the heart of all of these difficult situations and heartbreaks and losses and and paralyzing fear are the same feelings and it takes what it takes is courage we've got to dig down and find it so here's the thing do you think that that boy had any idea he was that courageous? I can't remember where they were from. I think it was West Virginia. And like I said, they weren't people of means, but they had a good life. And apparently he was a really good kid. And um, he'd just had a great life back in the United States. He had never had, had never been put in a position of needing to find courage. He didn't have time to go work on the nine actions or have me for an, a, an empowerment coach, a courage coach, or, or anything like that. He had to dig down and find courage that already existed inside of him and then build up that courage. He did sit-ups every day. He did push-ups. He ate any food they gave him when they did give him food because he knew he was going to need strength. He prepared. I don't know what's up ahead in your life, but all of us are going to face difficulties. Every single one of us, the older we get, we will lose people. There'll be health issues. Things are going to happen. It's life and life is tough. And so the best thing we can do to combat the toughness of life and the fears that come with it is to build up courage to prepare. You know, I'm so thankful that I did just that because I stood up in my darkest days when, you know, a lot of you have heard my story when my daughter Jamie was very lost in the belly of her beast and I was feeling very hopeless. I had no self-confidence left, almost no hope, and I didn't care about myself very much. But I found a tiny bit of something, you know, that's something inside of me and I made a decision that saved my life. 
And I decided to stand up and fight. And not only did it, did it begin to change my life over time, but eventually I'll share with you a story about my son and, and where he's gotten to and, and what he told me. He told me it was because of me, because he was watching me and being inspired by me. And that, that meant the world to me. I told him he doesn't have to send me a birthday present, a Christmas present, or a Mother's Day, anything. For the rest of his life, it was such an amazing gift. I'll tell you about that later, but it took a lot of courage for me to do that, but thank God I did because when I got the knock on the door that my daughter had been murdered, that's you can't prepare for that. Even as strong as I was, you can't fully prepare for it. But had I not done the work that I, that I had done a, just a few short years before, I wouldn't even be back where I was a few short years before. I would have been worse because I was going backwards. I was in full-on self-destruct mode. Now, you might not have something, the knock on the door that my daughter had been murdered is what I was going to say. Now, you might not have something that you consider to be that big in your life, but we're not, in, we're not here to compare. We're just here to illustrate using other people's stories. So you might not be dealing with something as big as that boy that was you know, held captive by terrorists in the Philippines or even my story. But as I said, we don't compare. We're not here to compare. We're here to use these other stories to give us hope that if somebody can go through something so difficult, even if it has nothing to do with anything I could imagine, then there's hope that I can too. And so that's, that's what I really encourage you to do. Stop being afraid. You know, stop staying down. Stop letting fear run your life. Stop jumping on board with the fact that, you know, everybody feels scared now and it's how we're all supposed to be. We're all supposed to live in anxiety and we're not supposed to live like that. You know, there's this one scripture that I love and you know, your spiritual beliefs can be totally different than mine, but you know, get something from this. It, it, it says, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And what that does for me, and that it got me through a lot of hard times because not only did it tell me that God was with me, which is really enough, but it also told me that if he, if he said, if he gave me the advice, that I should be strong and courageous, then I'm thinking that there must be a way. I don't think he's gonna tell me to be strong and courageous and then say, ha ha, joke's on you. <laughs> There's no way to do it. So I knew it was possible. So, you know, if it's possible for me, that means it's possible for you, right? If, if one person can do something, then anyone else can too. That's my message for you today, is that you are far more courageous than you think. You just may not have been challenged yet or you haven't challenged yourself. When we go through hard times, whether it's ongoing, whether it was from the, our childhood, from some past relationship, uh, it could be like for me, the hits have just kept coming and coming and coming, whatever it is. It could be some terrifying situation like the boy in Manila, I mean, in the Philippines. Whatever it is, we have courage inside of us. And rather than be so devastated by what's going on, you can feel your feelings and and address them and acknowledge them. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, we need to do that. But along with, with processing, don't miss out on the opportunity because all of these situations come with opportunities. They are the opportunities for you to build courage. We rarely build a whole lot of courage when everything's going great. It's typically the tough times that teach us the most. So your courage is in there. And whatever you're going through, even if life isn't going that badly for you, I encourage you to dig down and find that courage. Not only because you're going to need it, 
but because it will help you from living in fear every day, even in the little things of life. And also because other people are watching you and they need to be inspired by you. They need what you have. They need a little hope that they might be able to find their courage too. And you could be that person that gives them that hope. Stand up. Stand up and fight to become a courageous person and know that I'm standing right there with you. Thanks again for listening to Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. Please be sure to follow me on social media and go to my website at ValerieSilvera.com where I have lots of awesome resources to help you stand up and fight and to remain standing. Link arms with me. You are not alone and you don't have to do this alone. Together, we can get through anything.